Today's scripture reading can be found in the book of Romans, chapter 10, verses 8 through 17. Book of Romans, chapter 10, 8 through 17. It's page 1760 in your pew Bible. Um, as you are turning your pages, I want to give a brief introduction. Um, Isaac Lee, uh, Reverend Isaac Lee, somebody who's dear to me, um, when I was discerning whether or not to go to a seminary to pursue pastoral ministry, um, I was really struggling because I, my dad is a pastor and I, I saw all the hardships and things that he had to do as a pastor and I just really, didn't really want that for myself. Um, and Pastor Lee's um, life, his example, really encouraging me to pursue this path. Um, he showed me that in the midst of all the difficulties and trials and uh, temptations and hardship, there was joy that cannot be replaced. So um, he really, his life, he didn't really tell me to go to ministry or go to a seminary. He just kind of showed me that there was a real joy in pastoral ministry. And that's why I asked him to join us on this special day. Um, so with that, let me read Romans chapter 10, verses 8 through 17. But what does he say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith we're proclaiming. That if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe with your heart, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. As Scripture says, anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame, for there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is the Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one, one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. But not all the Israelites accepted the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message? Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ. Word of the Lord. When I came to the United States, I got drafted. That was in 1969. And then I didn't know how to speak English that time. Of course, I don't either, but. And then uh, because of my lack of language, this is what I learned. One day I was uh, picking up the weed. I didn't see them, uh, my captain go come through the, my side and then to the office. And then I should have get up and uh, salute him, but I didn't because I didn't see him. 
What happened? He shouted and made a soldier get up and give me a 20. I understood soldier. I understood get up, but I didn't understand what a 20 means. So what I did, I pulled out my wallet and gave it to him, gave it to him a $20 bill. <laughs> and then he laughed and laughed and laughed and he went into the office and the sergeant came out. What did you do? No one made him laugh like that. Also, I explained to him. And then he laughed and he went back. A few minutes later, corporal showed up. And I said, what did you do? And no one made our captain and sergeant to laugh like that. And then he explained to me, 20 means 20 push-up. Instead of push-up, I did give him $20. <laughs> so English is not my language, of course, but that is so hard to learn, not, the, not only just the pronunciation, but the short ones like that, 20, after then they didn't say push-up. You know, this kind of language you speak, but I don't. You know, when I came here, uh, pastor and I said, you know, walking through, and I said, I'm, I'm nervous. Don't be. Don't be what? See, let me go back. I'm not a regular pastor, pastor type of person. That's not my work. When I was a kid, seven years old kid, I read the Bible twice because my mother made me to do that. And then uh, my mother said, you gotta go to China. Russia and Mongolia. I learned something to my mom. Yes, mom. That's what I did. And then she said, you gotta go to North Korea. That's in 1952, the Korean War was going on. That the, what my mom said, go to North Korea. So I said, yes, mom. If I knew what was a North Korea like, I wouldn't say that, but I didn't know. So I just said, yes, mom. 10 years later, 1962, she said, can you go to North Korea with a Korean passport? No, mom, but you gotta go. Okay, mom, but we don't have the money. My dad was a pastor. My grandpa was a pastor. No one was able to get the money, travel, or staying in the United States so long to be American citizenship. But mom said, you gotta go. Okay, I will go, but money. And then she said, I will sell my eyeball to raise the money to send you to United States and 
you gotta go to North Korea. But it didn't work that way. It didn't. But mom, my mom prayed about it. Then the uh, United States government asked for five students, 17 or 18 years old kid, to come to the United States to be uh, students for a while. But 178 students show up, but they need five of them. I was the last one. I didn't speak enough English because of that. I couldn't come. No, I got a TV. Sick boy. That's why I couldn't come to the United States. God failed, right? Many times we face that kind of things. We wish, we pray, we think we trust, but uh-uh. God had a different plan. Do you know, oh, I'm sure you know, Bobby Kennedy was going to the President of the United States after his older brother assassinated. So Bobby Kennedy trying to run the President of the United States. But he was young, didn't have a good enough pop, popular vote. So what he did, he trying to make a film out of United States history, the nation of immigrant. Many people come to the United States, all your forefathers, maybe you, come to the United States. So they made a film, documentary film, and then he got a problem. Was the Russian, Italians, all those people. Well, maybe Japanese, maybe Chinese. But you know what he was looking for? He wanted to put one more family to come to the United States in that film. It has to be poor and pitted looking and ugly. It was me. <laughs> they choose my family to come to the United States because I am ugly. That's his purpose. You gotta remember that. That was his purpose, being ugly. I know I've got a flat nose, slanty eyes, but that was not my choice, his choice. But the one thing is, this is what I want to share with you. Your forefathers, your forefathers, Americans, Europeans, came to our nation. Dark, shamanism, 
Buddhism, that was it. More than 4,000 years of Korean history. No God. Late 1800 years of, of history, someone, someone had beautiful feet came to our nation. Not just the telling us how to make a necktie, um, how to put the necktie or cut the hairs like that, but they brought the gospel and light into our nation. That was your forefathers did. My grandpa became a Christian. Not only that, he became a pastor. My dad became a pastor. My mother wanted me to go back to North Korea to bring what? Light. That's what I do. 1982, I got ordained. I had a good business. I make um, uh, more than millions of dollars at that time, but the money doesn't bother me. But my promise with my mother, so I had to go back. Where? China. You know what I do? My profession is not a pastor anymore. Not only because I'm old, but I am professional smuggler. Bring the Bibles into China. Millions and millions and millions last 37 years. What I do? Hand it to them. A book. This book. Your forefather brought those books to our nation. And Korea has more than 7 million Christians in Korea. Now notice that. 35,000 missionaries all over the world because of you taught us what to do. Please, don't stop now. Yongguang, your pronunciation is wholly different. I don't call Yongguang the way you do it. He was born in Israel. His father is a doctor and pastor. Who brought the darkness out instead? Bring the light to our nation. They are the fruit. I'm the fruit because of your father, forefathers did it. Super job. Beautiful feet. Now, I am doing it 
Jesus could do it. Don't blame me my broken English. Just you could do it. That that's what I'm going to do. I visited North Korea several times. I don't know whether I should talk about this or not, but thing is, there was a chance to be get killed several times, but God, He saved me. In 2007, I, I got sick. And then my doctor said, it's a time to die. It's a sudden death case because of your heart. Okay. Time to die. Time to die. I'm still alive because of him. Because he needs someone like me, the smuggle, the Bibles into China, Mongolia, and North Korea. We, we deliver it too, but I made a mistake. North Korean language was changing it. They couldn't understand our language. So they asked me to what? Translate their language. It took us 22 years to get it. We just did it. We spent millions of dollars. Matter of fact, it was $2 million. It, it's a heck of a, heck of a really good money. It's much money. But we had to do it to bring the light to that Darken nation. We were going to print it, uh, 200,000 of them, because we believe there are 20,000, 200,000 uh, Christians in North Korea. And then I got a phone call from the United States, who was mad at me. You know, I heard that the 400,000 Korean, North Korean underground church people there, and the, why do you want to print only 200,000? And then he said, this is what the American, one American said, printed more than 200,000 more. I will pay for it. Beautiful feet. That's um, American to me. That's what the poor said. Why don't you want to be a beautiful feet to glorify his name? Let me finish to pray with you guys. Lord, you are the God. You are the King. You are the light. But there was someone obey. 
someone who trusts you to be a beautiful feet. That's what happened to our nation, Korea. Now it's a young one, it's a fruit of that fruit. Lord, bless him. Bless this congregation, bless this country to be a beautiful feet country again. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.